Okay. It's a shame that's why people are here because this could be a very interesting shear. No, no, it is. I found interest in it. Okay. At the end of the parsha, at the very end of the parsha, Pekude, right? That's the last parsha in Shemot. Uh, it discusses that Moshe, uh, the Torah tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu put together the Mishkan, he himself. And you know there were these days that are called Miluim. They took it apart. They put it together. They took it apart. They put it together. And finally, it was up there. So the pasuk says. You see the pasuk? So there's anan ananan and there's kvod Hashem. So that the anan is the external sign that kvod Hashem is there. It's like it's like a special kind of anan. What do you see? You see an anan. What do you know is there? You know it's Kvod Hashem. It's not like Kvod Hashem is something that you could see independently of the Anan. And this is similar to the situation in Har Sinai. V'lo yachol Moshe l'avoel o'el mo'ed. And Moshe Rabbeinu was not able to enter. V'lo yachol l'avo. He's not able to enter. Ki shachan alav anan. So this is what we're interested in. What does that mean? That lo yachol Moshe lavoel ol moed. You mean it was forbidden for him to go? We know that uh, when it comes to the Beit Hamikdash or earlier the Mishkan, there are gvulot. There are limits. Kohanim can go here, and the Vim can go there, and the regular people go there. But there are also, there's a problem of Tumah v'tahara. And in fact, the Chumash in several places in Vayikra says, Vazar hakarev yumat. That somebody who is Zar, right, it's not halachically appropriate for him to go here. So yumat. So he will suffer, he will suffer the death penalty. That's what the Torah says. So what, what does this mean? There was like a, a magnet that didn't let him go into the Oel Moed? Or was it Asur to go into the Oel Moed? Right? Is that what the Pasuk means? Um, <coughs> So that the Anan was always on the Mishkan, according to the Pasuk, unless B'nai Yisrael was supposed to go someplace, unless they were supposed to travel. Then the Anan would go up, and they would travel. Pasuk Lamed Zayim, V'lo Ye'aleha Anan, V'lo Yis'u, Ad Yom Lato. So they, the Anan was a sign. As long as the Anan was on top of, hovering on top of the Olmo Eid, so they didn't go any place. Ki, Anan Hashem mishkan yomam, ba'eshti elayla bo, l'hinei kol b'nei Yisrael b'chol mas ehem. 
So, uh, there's an Anan, and the Anan represents the Kavod. And because of this Kavod covering the uh, uh, covering the oil and the, the Anan and the Kavod on the oil, in the oil, Moshe Rabbeinu could not go into the uh, into the tent. Now this is kind of a little strange because we all know that Moshe Rabbeinu went into the tent. He went in all the time. And he went in especially to learn the Torah. That during the, the time that they spent in the desert, 38 years, I mean, after the Chet Egel, Moshe Rabbeinu would teach B'nai Yisrael the Torah that he learned in the Oel Mo'ed, kind of chapter after chapter. That's what he would teach them. So, of course, he went into the Oel Mo'ed. What possibly could this Pasuk be telling us when it says, Lo Yachol Moshe? Now, this question, this question, the subject, is a subject that all of the Parshanut tries to deal with. And we will, uh, together, try to learn what the different Perushim have to say. So if you look first at Rashi, Rashi says, So Rashi quotes a Medrash, and the Medrash says, There's another Pasuk. There's another Pasuk. And that Pasuk says, When Moshe Rabbeinu came to the Ohel, Mo'ed, right? When Moshe came to the Oel Mo'ed. So how could that be? Here it says, Lo Yechol Moshe. And there it says, Ubevo Moshe. When Moshe Rabbeinu came to the Oel Mo'ed. This is a kind of a, this is a kind of a way of reading. A kind of way of reading the Torah. It's not the contradiction that counts. It's only the resolution of the contradiction. What's the resolution of the contradiction? He says, Pasuk Shlishi, Shlishi, another Pasuk, Ki Shachan Alav Ha'anan. Right? You see, you see Pasuk Lamed Hey? You see Pasuk Lamed Hey? It says, Lo Yechol Moshe Lavo El Ha'ohel, El Ha'ohel Ki Shachan Alav Ha'anan, Ukvod Hashem Aleyet HaMishkan. That's the Katuv Shlishi. The Katuv Rishon and the Katuv Shlishi are in the same Pasuk. Right? The Katuv Rishon says, Lo Yachol Moshe. The Katuv Sheini says, that's a Pasuk in Babidbar, Bevo Moshe El Ol Moed. That he did come. So Rashi says, Abba HaKatuv HaShlishi Bechriya Beinehem Ki Shachan Alav Anan. That's what it says in the Pasuk. Ki shachan alav ha'anan, emor mi'ata, kol zman she'ya alav ha'anan, lo ha'ya yechol lavo. Nistalek ha'anan, nechnas u'midaber imo. So Rashi, based on Chazal, says, oh, it's no problem. It's not a problem. Lo yechol Moshe means that Moshe was unable to go into the O'el Mo'ed when the Anan was on the Oel Mo'ed. But when the Anan remo- raised, went up a little bit, or went up, 
then Moshe Rabbeinu is able to go into the Ol Moed. Okay? So he says, that's called Baha Ketuvah Shlishi V'chriya Beinahem. Of course, of course, you know, uh, uh, let's say we, uh, we're uh, thoughtful. He says, so why did the Torah write V'lo Yachol Moshe? It's not V'lo Yachol Moshe. It's Kisha Anan Al HaOel as Lo Ba Moshe. What do we lo yachol Moshe? It sounds like there's an absolute prohibition about something or some kind of a denial. So that's what Rashi says. Let's look at the Rashbam. The Rashbam, uh, you know, was sort of like the enhanced Rashi. Right? The Rashbam was a grandson of Rashi. But he also, he also sort of like looked at Rashi and said, what can I add? What can I get, add to what Rashi says? So he says this: "B'sha'at hakamato, kishachan alav ha'anan miyad laharot chibato shel hakodesh bochol Yisrael." That the anan, when they they set up the oil moed, the anan came immediately and covered up the oil moed. Achrechein hayam istalek ha'anan mitoch ha'ohel. Vishachan al ha'aron. Now, again, there's an ohel. And in the ohel, what's in the ohel is divided into two sections. A bigger one and a smaller one. The bigger one is called Kodesh. And the smaller one is called Kodesh Kodashim. In the Kodesh Kodashim, there's an aron. We've discussed the Aron. There's an Aron. And not much else. There's no room. Right? Remember, we even, there was a question of where they put the Sefer Torah. At the end of the 40 years, they had to put the Sefer Torah in the Aron. Was there enough room in the Aron? Or did they have to make a shelf on the side of the Aron? That was, that was the question. So the Rashbam understands the way of things. That first the Anan covered up the Oel Moed as a sign to B'nai Yisrael that everything was in order. Everything was proper. But then, Achrechein, Hayam istalek ha'anan mitoch ha'ohel v'shachan al ha'aron. The Aron moved from filling up the whole Oel Moed to just being on top of the Aron. What was on top of the Aron? The kaporet. What was on the kaporet? The kruvim. And so the, the anan somehow placed itself at the point of the kruvim. Where the kruvim were. Kedichtiv v'noadeti l'chasham a posigin in a posigin shmot v'dibarti itcha mibain shnei hakruvim. So when we say that God spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu, mi bein shnei so the Rajbam says it wasn't just a voice that Moshe Rabbeinu heard, but he also saw something. He saw this Anan, and in the Anan was the Kavod Hashem. And from that Kavod Hashem came the voice that taught him the Torah. That's what the, that's what the Rajbam is talking about. Wow, wow. 
Apparently he was, when he was called. You, are you asking or saying? No, yes, it was... Either uh, Rabbi, you see in the Ramban that uh, when they took apart the, uh, the, uh, the Mishkan, they had to move from one place to another, it was really Moshe Rabbeinu that did it. He covered up the Aron Kodesh with the parochet, which divided the room into the one-thirds and the two-thirds. Look, these parashiyot come up every year. If you don't know them, it's not my fault. That's what I mean. And we have a system whereby, after a while, you should really know all this stuff. Because it's all written in psukim. It's not even, uh, it's not even mysterious. So he says, No, I think I should bat it, come bench there, Kuvim, as ba moshe el oel moed kirchtiv, ubevro moshe el oel moed da ber ito, that's that famous pasuk. So Moshe Rabbeinu came in. Well, where did he come to? I guess he came to the Kodesh Kodashim. We'll see in a minute. He must have come into the Kodesh Kodashim. And he heard the voice of God coming from between the two Kruvim. He says the same thing is true. Beit Olamim is the Beit HaMikdash. Right, the Beit Olamim is the Beit Hamikdash. Velo yechlu hakohanim. This is a in Melachim Aleph. Velo yechlu hakohanim la'amod l'sharet v'pnei ha'anan ki malek v'od Hashem et Beit Hashem. B'sha'at so it's it's in the Beit in the Beit Rishon that Shlomo Amelach built David and Shlomo. You also couldn't go in because of the Anan. There was also an Anan there. Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu also couldn't go in, right? When did Moshe Rabbeinu go in? Only when he was called. Right? But if he wasn't called, he couldn't go in. So in Baidri shown the Kohanim weren't called. So they couldn't go in. He says, B'sha'at ha-shlamat ha-bayit ha-yah ha-kodesh bochu mikadsho ba-anan v'achagach ha-yah mitzamtseim shechinato al-aron bein ha-badim. So that the, the, the uh, uh, Rashbam has an interesting idea. And what's his interesting idea? That, ve, that the words Yachol Moshe, right, are not about Moshe Rabbeinu's relationship to the OMO8. They're only about that short period of time when the Anan covered everything. But then the Anan disappears from everything and was found on the Aron Kodesh between the crew Vim. And then Moshe Rabbeinu could go in if he was called. Right? Uh, the problem with the Pshat in the, I would say, the problem with the Pshat in the, in the Rashbam is if it was really only a temporary thing and it didn't, uh, you know, didn't really affect much, now, why does the Torah tell us the story of Lo Yachol Moshe? It sounds like, like it's an important thing. But, uh, but according to the Rashbam, it's accidental. In the beginning, it was this way, and Moshe already couldn't go in, but shortly thereafter, the Mishkan became friendlier. It became a friendlier place. Okay, now if you look at the second page... Hey, just, just to see these psukim. You see, 
on top of the page, it says, Vayavo Moshe betoche anan, vayal el ahar, vayhi Moshe bahar ba'im yom v'arbim layla. You see that pasuk? What is that pasuk about? That pasuk is about receiving the Torah. That Moshe Rabbeinu, at the end of Mishpatim, God says, come up again, right? After the, you know, the story... Uh, Right? Anyway, this is when Moshe Rabbeinu went up to get the Torah the first time. When he went up to get the... Uh, one second. Vayavo Moshe betoche anan v'yal alahar v'yim Moshe bahar v'yim yom v'abim layla. Right, that's the end of Mishpatim. What does Rashi say? Vayavo Moshe betoche anan anan zekimin ashan hu. It's like uh, smoke. The Anan is like smoke. And what does the Anan say to Moshe Rabbeinu? That the Kovod Hashem is there. So he goes up at Har Sinai and, and he has to go into the Anan. What does Rashi say? Anan zekimin ashan hu v'asalo ha-Kodesh Bochul Moshe shvil b'tocho. What's a shvil? A shvil is a path. In, in other words, what do you say about the Anan? Could Moshe go into the Anan? Apparently not. If God had not made a shvil, then apparently Moshe Rabbeinu could have gone into the Anan. So that we say Matan Torah. How is the Matan Torah executed? What does Moshe Rabbeinu do? He has to go to God and take the Torah. But you can't go to God. Because the Rishuyot are different. As all the medieval philosophers know. That people are made up of, of, uh, of cells. And molecules. And chromosomes. Like they're made up of stuff. Right? You can take all that stuff apart and you can say, oh, here's a pile of cells and here's a pile of blood cells and here's another pile of, uh, of something else. But it's all stuff. So stuff doesn't really match up with God. Which is a place where there's no stuff at all. There's just God. So there's a kind of a, a disconnect in that sense, Moshe Rabbeinu had to go to God and get the Torah. Remember, that's what happened. He came down with the luchos that God gave him. But, but the Pesach says, the Pesach says, Vayavo Moshe betoche anan vayal How could that be? How could it be vayal elahar? That Moshe Rabbeinu walked into the Anan. 
אין דבר כזה. I'm saying, I mean, I'm taking advantage. So what do we have to say? According to Rashi, Rashi is not telling me anything about a question in the Potsuk. Rashi just tells me, you have to understand this. God created a path. Now whatever you think that means, what do you think it means? God created a path. What's a path? A path is an empty space in the Anan. I mean, how do you know there's a path? Well, it's empty. It doesn't mean that he just walked into the Anan. It's almost as though, you know, as the Kabbalists say, that God absented himself, so to speak, from a path. And Moshe Rabbeinu went on that path. So Moshe Rabbeinu, on the one hand, was closer to God. But on the other hand, he didn't just walk into the Anan. He didn't walk into, there had to be a path. Now, in this regard, in this regard, I want to tell you two things. If you look at the bottom of the second page, there's a quote of a Gemara in Yuma. Davdalet Amudbet, Ravelezer Rami. Rami means you throw it up. Right? You throw one posseg up against the other. Like we would say, he had a question. He had a question from two sources. Rabbi Oza Brami, Ktiv. What posseg is that? It's our posseg. The posseg we started out with. Loyachol Moshe. What are we talking about? Ma lo yachol Moshe? Lo yachol Moshe likanes? Lo moed. Why? Ki shachan alav anan. That's what the pasuk says. Uchdiv. And there's another pasuk that says, Vayavol Moshe betoche anan. What's vayavol Moshe la anan? What's that pasuk? Pasuk we just read, right? What's that pasuk? That pasuk is about Matan Torah, when Moshe Rabbeinu went up at Har Sinai. So what, pray, is the Rami? What's the contradiction? When Rashi quotes the contradiction, look at the first page. Look at the first page. You see that? What is Bevo Moshe Moed? We're talking about the same situation. Our Pasuk says, Lo Yechol Moshe. Lo Yechol Moshe what? Lo Moed. Right? What does the other Pasuk of Amidbar say? Bevo Moshe Moed. And he did go to Ol Moed. But this, Rabbi Lozor, Vosva Akasha Inos. Then Rabbi Lozor what kind, of, what kind of question is it? He's talking about two different things. Our Pasuk says, Lo Yechol Moshe to go to Ol Moed. And the other Pasuk says, that Moshe Rabbeinu went up into the Adnan and Har Sinai. What's one thing got to do with the other? What kind of cash is it? Now look at his terrence, Rabbi Loza. He has a terrence. Melamed she tifaso ha-kodesh bochu le-Moshe Anan. Can you imagine that? The Moshe Rabbeinu goes up in Har Sinai. 
and he is confronted by this cloud. And he says, I'm not going there. That's not a place for a human being. Not a place for a human being. So Kodesh Baruch grabs Moshe Rabbeinu and pulls him in. Pulls him into the Anan. So it's not the same as Rashi. What did Rashi say? That a Kodesh Baruch made him a shvil. And I think that a shvil means that the Anan wasn't there. It was like a, like you imagine in a forest, you're in a dense forest, undergrowth, and you cut out a path. So you cut out a path. On the path there are no trees, there are no branches, there are no bushes. The same thing is the shvil that Moshe Rabbeinu, that HaKadosh Baruch is talking about. That's the shvil. But Rav Lazar, he says something else. What does he say? Moshe Rabbeinu didn't want to go in because he knew that he was not worthy. You couldn't have a boss of a dumb going into the cloud of the covert of Hashem. You know that this is... Uh, we don't have to talk about this now, but you know that this is the universal problem of, of all religious personalities. All religion, and, and, and also the Jewish religion, is interested in knowing whether we can come closer to God. So we agree that we can come closer to God, right? We could daven, we could say Shema Yisrael, we could, we could have Abbas Hashem and Yer Hashem, but how close can we come? How, how close can you come to, to, to Kodesh Baruch? I mean, that's a, an interesting question. But I would think that everybody would agree that if you don't blow yourself up in the process of coming close to Kodesh Baruch there's a limit. You know, whatever that limit might be, you could be closer than him, but you can't be as close as possible. So, the Maharsha says this. Remember the Maharsha? The Maharsha wrote an amazing commentary on Shas. Really on Shas. Like line after line after line. He must have had... Uh, I mean, I, I, they could, it probably was no local bowling alley or something. So this is what the Maharsha says. He says, Yeshle Daktek. What? Here at the bottom. The, next to the Gemara. Right, that's the Marasho. So the Marasho says, Yeshle Daktek, am I low? Rami Kroy, the Olmo Eid Gufayu, Ahadode, the Xibuloy, Holmoshelabo, Olmo, Xibubabo Shell, Olmo Eid. So what does he say? He asked what we asked. I mean, we were not so clever because we already saw it in the Marasho. But he was clever. He says, I understand, Rabbi Eliezer, what is he asking a question from an irrelevant posok? He should ask the question from the posok of Eloi Yechol Moshe. That's his question. V'yesh lomahakim thosh v'medrash yalkut v'vio rashi v'chumash t'yesh t'yeshev hani rumyo dekroi debak adumash lishi v'chriya b'nehem dekhtiv ki shechan alav ha'anan nekol zman shaya alav ha'anan lo haya yachol lavo nistaleka anan nichnas ledaber imo kipirish rashi bishop parashat pekudek so the marashor what the marashor does is okay he gives an answer the answer is that rashi is right but uh, rabbi Lozar 
We don't have an answer for Rabbi Lazar. Well, they have a question. How come Rabbi Eliezer said what he said? Now, if you go back up, we did the Gemara, right? We go back up to Bamidbar, Perak Zion, Posuk Peitet, which is a Posuk that's already been quoted several times. You see, he went, Okay, for those of you interested in, in uh, grammar, you know grammar? I know that, uh, that women go for grammar more than men. I'm not sure why that is. But, uh, but, Midaber is a hit pa'el. Hit pa'el, like they talk to each other. Hashem spoke to Moshe, and Moshe spoke to Hashem. Midaber elav mi'ala kaporet asher ala rolandut. The kaporet is the cover of the aron. Remember? And the cover of the aron is its own clique. It was not made with the Aron, but it was made separately. And on the Kaporet were the two Kruvim. The two Kruvim. So Rashi says, That's how HaKadosh Baruch spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu. Ubevol Moshe, Rashi. Shnei Ketuvim Achishim Zed Zed. Barashli Shivichriya Benehem. He says the same thing that he has already said. Barashli Shivichriya Benehem. One Pesach seems to indicate that he was outside of the O.L. when God spoke to him. And the other Pesach seems to indicate that he was in the Kodesh Kadashim. Moshe Baal Olmoed he came to the oil mohed and he heard the, the voice. It was like calling him. And then he went inside. Then he went inside to the oil mohed. That's what, that's, what uh, that's what Rashi says. Okay. Okay. If you look at the first page, the first page there's a, a Hamek Dover. I have the, the whole Pesach here, but it's enough for us to look at the third part, which begins with the word of Chvod Hashem, that's the first pasuk, right? Shmot perik mem, pasuk lamedalit. It says, Kvod Hashem mishkan. That was how it was. So the Nitziv says, says this. Hu otam. There's another reason. Vishum hachi lo yachol Moshe likaneis. Vishum shabi vifnim ayam alei kvod Hashem kepeirish Ramban. In other words, the Ramban said that Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't go in because Kvot Hashem was in the Oel Moed. So how could he go in? But there are other sources that say that Moshe Rabbeinu went in 
as far as you could go in. So how could Moshe Rabbeinu ever go into the to the Kodesh Kodeshim? The badim are the poles that they used to, co- to carry the aron. And that the, the aron, the poles stuck out through the uh, parochet. Like you could see the poles coming out of the parochet. Uh, and uh, they would separate the Kodesh and the Kodesh Kodeshim. Kodushat HaShchina so you see that the the that has some kind of a theory whereby in the Kodesh Kodeshim there was a place where Moshe Rabbeinu could stand. Like and it was in between the Badim, between these poles that are used to carry the Aron. You you know that the the poles stayed with the aron even when they were in uh, in the kodesh kadashim. What what do you need the poles for? So according to the tzib, the poles delineated a place that Moshe Rabbeinu could stand in, and somehow the problem of of the anan and the kavod was not was not there in that particular place. So now, if this doesn't remind you of Rashi's Shvil, and it doesn't remind you that uh, Kodesh Baruch Hu taking Moshe Rabbeinu and giving him a place, then I have to start the Shir over again. But I mean, obviously, obviously there's something here that's very interesting and going on. Let's look at one more Nitziv, one more statement in the Nitziv, on the second page. This is the theory of the Nitzif. Moshe could always go into the to the Oromo eight. The implication, if it was also for Moshe Rabbeinu to come into the Olmoed, <coughs> so the Torah should have said there's an Isser, someplace. Where is Lo Yachol Moshe? Where's Lo Yachol? It's an Avera or it's electromagnetism. It's an Avera. So the Torah should have said that it's also for Moshe Rabbeinu to come into the into the Beit Hamikdash or into the Kodesh Kodoshim. For Akativ Akamata Mishkan, the Yom Akamata Mishkan, Lo Yehol Moshe Lavol Oel Moed Kishechan Alav Anan. Vim Kein Eich Nichnas BeKodesh Kodoshim. If that's true, that Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't go in. To the Oromo eight because of the Anans. So how did he go into the Kodesh Kodoshim? 
והפרוכת היה נמשך לחוץ מעשר אמות על ידי הבדים שיבולטים כשני דדי אישה. So that the, the פרוכת, right, you know the פרוכת? There's a פרוכת, it's a curtain. The curtain divided up the, the Kodesh from the Kodesh Kodashim. How big was the Kodesh Kodashim? He, he tells you, Eser Amot. Ten Amot. But the Badim, Badim, were longer than Eser Amot. And if they were longer than Eser Amot, so two Badim and the Parochet, the Parochet, they stooped out the Parochet a little bit. So if they stooped out the Parochet a little bit, what did you create? A space that, that, that's not in the Ten Amot. So here's the, the Tziv, he's got a great idea. He think it's true that Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't go into the Kodesh Kodosh because the Anan of HaKodesh Baruch was there. But, but the, the way it's set up is that the Kodesh Kodosh has an extra little winkle. Right? There's like a little corner. That measure, that you could stand there because it's not part of the, sort of the measurement of the Kodesh Kodoshim. So that's apparently where Moshe Rabbeinu, where Moshe Rabbeinu placed himself. Uh, Hashem, in that space, the Kodesh Hashem was not present. Vayab Moshe Rabbeinu made sham. That it's only, the Shekhinah only went up to ten Amot. And Moshe Rabbeinu was standing in ten and a half Amot. Because the Badim pushed out the Parochet a little bit. So if that's the case, Okay? So that's what the Nitziv says. So, so you have the Nitziv, you have Rabbi Eliezer, you have Rabbi Eliezer in, uh, in the Gemara in, uh, in Yoma, you have the Marsha, you have the Rashi in the Posuk, the Rashi in the Posuk of uh, Matan Torah at the end of Mishpatim, all seem to agree, all seem to agree that even though for philosophers it's impossible to imagine that Moshe Rabbeinu would go into the Kodesh Kodoshim or go into the Anan or be able to walk up to greet HaKodesh Baruch whoever HaKodesh Baruch was, that's impossible. Nevertheless, for Matan Torah, it was made possible. It was made possible for Matan Torah. It was made Matan Torah in Har Sinai. And it was also made possible for the Matan Torah of the Oel Moed. Of the Oel Moed. So now I want to remind you of something. I to remind you of something. It's not from this week's parasha. It's from the parasha Kisisa. So I, I imagine that everybody would know it. But I didn't have to put it on the sheet. The truth is that when I made the sheet, I didn't really remember that this was the crucial, these are the crucial psukim. So, so they're not on the sheet, but you'll see. At the end, in Kitisa, in Kitisa, after the uh, 
<coughs> There's a strange conversation. You know, Moshe Rabbeinu argues with the Kodesh Baruch Hu. Moshe Rabbeinu argues with the Kodesh Baruch Hu after the Cheta Egel about whether Am Yisrael will remain intact and he will lead them to Eretz Kinan. First, the Kodesh Baruch Hu said, first, the Kodesh Baruch Hu said, no, uh, let's get rid of them. We'll start over again. Moshe Rabbeinu will be the father of a, uh, of a new community. Finally, Hakadosh Baruch Hu seems to give in to the to the uh, to the demand of, Akadosh, of Moshe Rabbeinu, and then he says, "Vata lech perek lamed beis posuk lamed dalit, ata lech nechayet ha'amet el asher dibarti lach, hinei malachi elech lefanecha." What does hinei malachi elech lefanecha mean? My angel will go before you. So what does that mean? It means not the way it used to be. Who went before B'nai Yisrael? HaKadosh Baruch But now they don't deserve it after the Chayta Egel. And so, Malachi Holei Yelech Lefanecha Uviyom Pokdi Upakadeti Alehem Chatatam This is a, a, a terrible statement made by heaven. Biyom Pokdi When I remember B'nai Yisrael which means when they deserve to be punished in history, in the next thousands of years, they're going to do things that are going to deserve punishment. When I punish them, beyond Pokdi, when I remember B'nai Yisrael in that way, a little of the punishment, this is what Rashi explains, a little of the punishment that they're going to receive throughout history, whatever it is, is going to be for the Chaita Ego. So that the pshara between Moshe Rabbeinu and HaKadosh Baruch so to speak, was that HaKadosh Baruch did not destroy B'nai Yisrael, and that, in fact, they would go and continue to go to Eretz Yisrael. However, they were not granted kapara, atonement, for what they had done. That they did not get. Couldn't have atonement for the Chaita Ega. And then, after that story, there's a story. Right? I mean, everybody understood. Everyone understood that their position in history had changed. Whereas they were once beloved of God, they now, uh, it was a kind of a different kind of relationship. They were still lovers, but maybe not constant lovers. Maybe not uh, always lovers. Some other relationship. Some other relationship. And so... uh, as a result of this whole story, as a result of, of this whole story, <coughs> so there's a continuing uh, discussion, and then, by Yom Hashem el Moshe, finally, Pasuk Yudchet, 
Perek Lamed Gimel Pasuk Yudchet, Moshe Rabbeinu says the following thing. He says, Vayomer Haraini Na Et Kivodecha. Haraini Na Et Kivodecha. What, what does that mean? Haraini Na, please show me Kvodecha. The Kavod Hashem. Kavod is a word that's used in the Torah to indicate the presence of God. Ashan or Anan is the word that's used to indicate that you see something. There's a visual part of it. But kavod means that you know that God is there. What is he talking about? What does Moshe Rabbeinu want? The next person. I mean, we know these psukim, right? We know these psukim. You, Moshe Rabbeinu, cannot see my face because no one can see my face and live. Go and sit on this rock. When the kavod passes by you, you will be a nikratatsur. What's nikratatsur? What's a tzur? Tzur Yisrael is a rock. Nikradach tzur is a fissure, a, a break, in, uh, like, like you could fit yourself in. You fit yourself into the stone. Fit yourself into the stone. Satikha benikrat hatzur. This is what Kodesh Baruch says to Moshe Rabbeinu. Vesakoti kapi alecha adavriva siroti kapi vraitet achorai ufanai lo Lo yeiro. Okay. I mean, what was it that Moshe Rabbeinu wanted? What would he want? Would they want to be the ultimate philosopher? Or the ultimate theologian? He was to see God and they would write a book about it? What was it that Moshe Rabbeinu was saying? And what's the Nikrat Atsur? And what's Achorai? And what's Panai? What's my back? And what's my front? What is all of this? What is all of this? Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Har Sinai to get the Torah the first time. And Rashi says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu made him a shvil. He made a path through the Anan, so that Moshe Rabbeinu in getting the Torah was on a more exalted level than any of us could imagine. Because, as Rashi says, he went to the place that no person could go to. That's the Shvil. There was an opening. There was an opening in the Anan. And the opening in the Anan enabled Moshe Rabbeinu enabled Moshe Rabbeinu to receive the Torah in the most exalted manner. And that's why Chazal say that Moshe Rabbeinu understood it more perfectly than anybody else. And even though there are 50 levels of Bina, Moshe Rabbeinu got to 49. How did he get to 49? Because the Kodesh Baruch invited him in through the Shvil. Or as Rabbi Eliezer says in the Gemara in, in Yuma, 
and we could take the time to discuss the difference between what Rashi says, Shvil, and what Rabbi Loza says, that the Chafobifim, that HaKadosh Baruch grabbed him and pulled him in. But after the Chaita Egel, after the Chaita Egel, HaKadosh Baruch says to Moshe Rabbeinu, it's not the same Am Yisrael. It's not the same people that, we, that I took out of Mitzrayim. Something about Chaita Egel changes the relationship in an ultimate manner. It can't be healed. It cannot be, it cannot be changed. So Moshe Rabbeinu said, but if I'm going up to get the Torah, if I'm getting, going up to get the Torah, so I want it to be the same Torah. I want the Torah that I received the first time I was on Har Sinai to be the same Torah that I received on the second time, uh, the second Har Sinai. I want there to be a Shvil. I want there to be God taking me into the Anan. But apparently, this was not the case because what HaKadosh Baruch Hu did was put Moshe Rabbeinu in the Nikra Tatsur which to me is exactly identical to the Nitziv's idea that there was a space in the Kodesh Kodoshim where you could stand but you wouldn't be in. You look like you're in, but you're not in. And so HaKadosh Baruch Hu took Moshe Rabbeinu and put him in Nikrat Atzur. It was a kind of a protected area. And then as HaKadosh Baruch Hu passed by, Moshe Rabbeinu was only able to see Achorai. And he understood he understood that the, that the receiving the Torah the second time would not be like receiving the Torah the first time in terms of his own experience. And even though the Torah says quite clearly, you Moshe Rabbeinu, carve out those rocks, prepare everything, and then HaKadosh Baruch will just add the words. I mean, that's a, that's a difference. But then when the Mishkan was built, the Mishkan was built, so Moshe Rabbeinu continued in his role as the receiver of the Torah for B'nai Yisrael. So about that role, the Torah says, Lo Yachol Moshe. Lo Yachol Moshe. What does Lo Yachol Moshe mean? It's not like the Matan Torah the first time. That's what Rabbi Eliezer says. Yuma, the Matan Torah the first time was HaKadosh Baruch who pulled Moshe Rabbeinu into the Anan. Uh, Rashi, HaKadosh Baruch made a shvil for Moshe Rabbeinu, made a place for him to go where he would be inside of the Anan. No more. That was not going to happen. So that lawyer called Moshe to go into the Anan in the way that he went into the Anan when he received the Torah the first time. That was over. And so, all the parashanim have to somehow figure out how Moshe Rabbeinu got into the Kodesh Kedoshim without going into the Anan. So he figured it out. The Rabban says, the Anan went up a little bit, and then he went in. Whatever you say, it doesn't make any difference how you answer the question. It's, a, it's like a Bikiyut question in the Michlala. You know, it's Bikiyut. This one says this, that one says that, the other one says that, you know, but, but the the underpinning idea is that everybody agrees that lo Moshe, except for what we saw in the Maharsha, maybe disagree, everybody agrees that lo Moshe means 
never. He was never able to do in the Mishkan what he did in the Matan Torah the first time around. And so this is what the Torah says. The Torah, it's, there's no denial. There's no denial. Yes, Moshe Rabbeinu went into the, into the Oil Moed. Yes, Moshe Rabbeinu even went into the Kodesh Kodoshim. The Ramban reminds us that when they moved from one place to another, they had to take the parochet, the curtain that divided up the Kodesh and the Kodesh Kodeshim, and cover the Aron Kodesh with it, and only then did the Kohanim come in to pick up the Aron with the, from the Badim. You, you understand? Who put the, the parochet on the, uh, on the Aron? That was Moshe Rabbeinu. That was Moshe Rabbeinu's job. But even Moshe Rabbeinu could not go into the Anan. So whatever you say, wherever the Anan was, wherever the Kavod Hashem absented itself to, Moshe Rabbeinu could not enter that Anan as he did, as he did when he received the Torah the first time. So you see that even though there was this tremendous compromise, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, B'nai Yisrael will be allowed to continue on their path to Eretz Yisrael. In spite of that, in spite of that, it's, it's very clear, it's very clear from the, the Psukim that there was a change, that it was not the same, and that Moshe Rabbeinu was not able to make his way into the, uh, into the Anan, as he did the first time that he, uh, that he received the Torah. And there we understand why Rabbi Eliezer, sort of straight-facedly, against the Medrash that Rashi quotes, quotes the Pasuk from Matan Torah, that Moshe Rabbeinu went into the Anan. And here it says he didn't go into the Anan. Right, and so... So Rabbi Lazar says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu pulled him in in Matan Torah. Yeah, he pulled him in. And afterwards he didn't pull him in. That was the, uh, that, that's the resolution. So you see the Yo Lo Yachol Moshe has, has meaning. Lo Yachol Moshe, ever, never. It was never possible. Every time Moshe Rabbeinu went into the Oel Moed, there was a kunz. There was something that enabled him to do it. But Stam, Lo Yechol Moshe. Have a good Shabbos. How do I, uh, oh, I can't close it. I'm clear, I can't close it. But you saved it? I don't know. No, it's on record now. You're still recording, that's why.